Before we get started today, did you know that both of us are trained and experienced coaches ready to work alongside you as you unlock your full potential? At Thrive in the Hive, our focus is on empowering moms and dads just like you. By exploring the core drivers in your everyday decisions, we'll work together to raise your awareness and harness your power to consciously choose how you show up for your parenthood. Imagine yourself with complete confidence and clarity in who you are. Imagine yourself equipped to seize life by the horns, creating limitless opportunities and recognizing limitless potential for you and your family. Message us to set up a free discovery call. Happy thriving! Hi everyone, we're Brianna and Suzanne, two teacher moms who are passionate about helping you create a home environment where your family truly thrives. We're here to help you with anything from setting up your family goals and the perfect physical space in your home to managing school expectations and parent-teacher conferences and everything in between. Whatever the unique needs of your family, we're here to help you get set up for success. Thank you for joining us today as we explore another topic to help you thrive in your hive. Hey guys, thanks for joining us today for another episode of Thrive in the Hive. Hey everybody, welcome back. We are diving into a topic today that is sure to um, relate and tug at heartstrings, and that is the emotions of parenting. We mentioned this a couple of episodes back that we were going to be diving into this topic soon. And let's face it, we all experience some hardcore emotions that go along with being a parent. This has really hit home recently in my own household. Things come up, things happen, and sometimes I think when disappointments come up in our kids' lives, we as parents, we almost feel them more than the kids do, you know, or at least right there with our kids. Because it's hard, like it's a hard reality and it's a hard pill to swallow when your child doesn't make the all-star team or they lose the spelling bee in the first round or they whatever like in the grand scheme of things it's fine but it it is hard and seeing your child's disappointment and living through that disappointment with them I feel like as a parent I feel more I agree like it's so weird how it's not even happening to you but it's, but it's your baby it's your baby and I guess when you think about the emotions of parenting as parents we love our kids so much. I don't think you can love anything more probably than your own children. And I think you feel all of their emotions almost more than when it affects you. So like all the joy is like super joyful, but then mm-hmm. the disappointment is even harder. And right. And sorrow, like wait until your kids get their hearts broken for the first time. Uh, I can't. I no. tear up, right? <laughs> I like can't it's do it. just it's so hard because it brings back, I mean, not only are you seeing your kids suffer through it, but it brings back all of the heartbreak you've ever experienced. You know, you remember like your first heartbreak, right? And you just go, oh my gosh, you know, it feels so horrible. Mm -hmm. And so it brings back all of your own terrible memories. And then you see your child suffering through it too. It's like, oh gosh. Right. You have that wisdom and you get them through it and and they survive, and they're stronger for it. And you survive. <laughs> yes. I know. There's like this fine line, you know, and I, I feel like I've been kind of thinking a lot about this lately. I want my kids to know that I have these emotions and that I feel things, and this is how I process them and, like, model for them how to process the emotions. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, 
I feel silly that I have this reaction of like, I'm trying not to cry because XYZ just happened or didn't happen. I got over that a long time ago. I just freely admit, I, I tear up about anything like like I said the other day, our students were doing these projects at school, and I like literally cried at every every kid's presentation. <laughs> I was so proud of them, and I just tell everybody like I'm just emotional and I cry easily. Like I cry happy tears, I cry sad tears, I cry proud tears. I like when I feel emotion, it makes me cry. Right? It's like it's she just, cries when know, she laughs all the time. Exactly. Yeah. Like it just. It is what it is. So my kids, I'll just, they literally look at me like, are you going to cry? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I'm crying. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. But yeah, I, I just think that when, when we're going through these emotions, obviously like moderation, right? If you react to something incredibly strongly, your kids are watching that and then they're going to react to things incredibly strongly, probably more than they need to when the situation arises for them. But if they're seeing that we have a healthy relationship with our emotions, it helps them to understand how to have a healthy relationship with their own emotions. Like I said, certain things have happened recently. I I didn't realize, I guess because of the ages my kids are, like things have happened that struck me. Mm-hmm. You know, and they weren't like big deals. Like it was like little things. And then I had these feelings and I was like uncomfortable with the feelings at first. Yeah. And it, that's really <laughs> what started kind of like getting my gears turning about this. Like, why am I feeling this this way? This is new for me. I don't know that I like it, uh-huh. but I'm feeling it. Let me try to process this. Like it's okay for me to feel it, but let me analyze why I'm feeling it and what's happening here. And then at the root of it, it was just that my kids were getting to be a certain ages and different things were happening. And like, you know, things are starting to get more competitive and things are starting to get more selective, I guess is the right word. But it was just an interesting awakening for me because I, I hadn't really been in that realm of parenting before. I just hadn't had the experience to process those emotions. And then when it happened, I was like, okay, I vividly remember when I was in high school, I didn't drive at the time. It must've been before, like, I must've been like a freshman or a sophomore and something happened. There was a party that was happening and it was most of the people in the party and the organizer was a party. It was like a group that I was heavily involved in. And I found out about the party before the party happened, but I wasn't invited to the party and it hurt. Even though there was this part of me that was a little bit thankful that I wasn't invited to the party because like, I didn't want to have to deal with some of the things that I thought were probably going to happen at the party, but it still really hurt that I wasn't invited. And like the fact that I was like very heavily involved with these people and I wasn't invited, there were some other things going on, like some other pieces of this puzzle. But I just, I vividly remember my dad picking me up from school that day and the typical, how was your day? Like those kinds of questions. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I was giving him one word answers. And <laughs> I remember being about five minutes from school when it registered with him that something was wrong. And he was like, like, what's wrong? What happened today? And I was trying so hard to just be strong, like get home, yeah. stay as little as possible and then get home, go in my room and like be Cry able to just, room. yeah. <laughs> And when he asked me that question, I just lost it. You know how yeah. you lose it. It's your parent. Like, yeah. I was just like, eh, I'm you're not your parent. It's a safe place. Yeah. You, can, you can, yeah, you right. can break down in front of them, right? Right. And my dad, my poor dad, I just remember seeing, like, it makes me want to cry, and I'm not a crier. Like, <laughs> make me- how much it hurt him. Yeah. Because he knew these kids, too. Right. You know? And I just remember seeing him trying to keep it in check for me, uh-huh. but I, I just saw the pain on his face Yeah. and like, you know, I got it, but I didn't quite get it. Cause I, I wasn't a mom yet. 
at that time, obviously. <laughs> um, but I just feel like this is such a universal experience, like across generations, across yeah. continents, across everything. Like we feel as parents, like we are literally wearing our hearts on our sleeves all the time with our kids, yeah. for our kids, with our kids, with our kids' friends, with their friends' parents, like all the things. There's so much love inside of us and there's so much like we want what's best. And then when something happens that just knocks their little socks off, it takes the wind out of your sails as parents. And it is hard. It is hard to process it. So part of our wanting to do this podcast today is just to kind of like talk to you about this because this is so fresh for me and for every parent. We're all going through it. We're all walking this walk with our kids. So just to kind of be more aware of like, yes, it's okay to feel those emotions. This is how we process those emotions. It's okay to let your kids see that you're disappointed too. I think like I've struggled with that. I've talked about this in the past. Like I want to put on this stoic front for my kids. But like is that what's so best? Strong and like, you know, things don't phase you. Right. No, I think you're right. I've always been, I always try to be really honest with my kids. And there have definitely been times, disappointments where I think the hard, I very vividly remember one of my kids not getting invited to a party that like I knew about it and I was mad. Like I wanted to call the parents and be like, you invited every other kid, but not mine. You know what I mean? Of course I didn't do that. But I, I was like you, like I, I remember thinking like, why do I care? Right. Why am I this upset about it? It's a birthday party for a five-year-old. What difference does it make? But I... I was hurt that I knew my kid was going to be hurt. Right. And I just had a conversation with them. I was like, it is what it is. These are the emotions that you're feeling. And I, you know, I feel hurt for you and it's okay to feel that way. And don't go to school and be mad at everybody because they all had the party without you. I, I think it might've been the situation too, where the invitation, I think you talked about the kid at school who the invitation, like they were in the bathroom and the invitations got right. passed out. And I think it was probably a situation like that. I think my kid just got overlooked. And we just had conversations about, like, how can we handle our emotions? And what's the right way to react to this? And try not to go back to school and be angry and mm -hmm. resentful. Try to just let it roll off you. And maybe it was just a mistake. If it wasn't, like, maybe you need to evaluate whether this is the kind of person that you really want to be friends with long-term or whatever. You know, you just kind of have all these conversations with your kids about how are you being treated? Did you just get overlooked or is this person really trying to be mean to you? Mm -hmm. And you have to look at all the different scenarios with what's going on at school, what's going on in the playground, what's going on after school to evaluate. And I mean, I think in the end it was like, oh my gosh, we we're so sorry. Like you we messed that up. Like you should have been at the party, but it's still hard because like by the time they all realize right, that's it's too late. late. Right. Yeah. But, um, you know, then they feel better. Like you didn't exclude me on purpose, but sometimes they do like kids can just be mean sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody goes through, people go through little phases. I'm just going to be mean today. They don't know why. Right. Or maybe they're not even trying to be mean, yeah. but they're just like trying on different hats. We've talked about mm -hmm. that in other podcasts too. Like, yeah. how does this feel? And they're learning and mm -hmm. we're learning. I mean, we do it as adults, you know, it, it happens. Feeling all those feelings and feeling all those emotions. I think the more you can talk to your kids about it and acknowledge like you're modeling for them. I feel that feeling too. This is how I handle anger. This is how I handle sadness. This is how I handle anxiety. Like putting a name on those feelings and then showing them how it makes you feel, how it's affecting like your body even. Like I've had conversations with the, like with my kids, like 
if I have anxiety, sometimes my stomach hurts because I think the more they can put those names on those feelings and identify them, the more they can work through them as well. And if you model it and you work through it together, especially when you're feeling what they're feeling, you can teach them and go mm-hmm. through it all together and just put those tools in their tool belt for them. Right. And, and it teaches resilience too. For sure. Like we feel this feeling, we deal with this feeling in whatever way we need to deal with this feeling. And it's different for every feeling. It's different for every kid. It's different one hour to the next sometimes, mm-hmm. but helping them. And there are all kinds of books out there that are great for this, for putting names to emotions and like helping kids to identify and then deal with those emotions. And with little kids, especially in the education world, we talk about big emotions, like they have big feelings. Yeah. And helping them to understand, not that all of us don't have big feelings, but in other words, when they're little and we're trying to teach this to them, like, okay, what do we do when we have these big feelings? What do we do when like this happens and you want to start screaming at everyone in the room? Right. Okay. That's a big feeling. How do we, what do we do to respond to that big feeling, that big emotion? It's okay to feel it, but your response has to be appropriate. And so like talking them through that, like talking them through that process, that's part of what we're there for. Yeah. They don't come out of the womb knowing how to deal with these emotions. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it's not good to sweep the emotions under the bed. Like there's a book out there that's on my list of, of books I want to read. And it's about feeling things and just like giving yourself permission to feel all the things. And of course, I haven't read it yet, so I can't really speak for it. But I'm intrigued by this idea of just granting yourself true permission to feel, you know, you don't want to become like this person who just like can't get through life because you're feeling too many things you can't (laughs) feel this emotion (laughs) Uh, but just being you know and I know that's something for me like a couple of weeks ago we came out with our joy journal that I cannot tell you how life-changing that has been for me yeah and it's just an awareness it's a simple exercise it takes me seconds and honestly some days I don't even actually write it down till the end of the day but like I think about it in the morning right And that idea of like just putting a name to it when I'm feeling joy and bringing my awareness to it. And I think you can apply this same idea to like any emotion. Mm -hmm. It's been such a game changer for me. I love it. I think even in the classroom, like as educators, I taught ELA. I taught English and literature for many years, sixth grade. And I spent so much time talking to them about emotions and how to handle emotions, like either through the characters that we were studying, Mm -hmm. but even with them, I have had so many conversations with kids about like, let's go in the hallway. You know, if there's something that happens, like you can just tell, you can tell when the kid walks in the room sometimes that like something's going on, like what's happening. I always just teach them like, guys, it's better for us to have a conversation about it, address it, deal with it, because you're going to be able to get through your day so much better. Mm -hmm. But if you just had a fight with your friend in the hallway at the locker, and you're irate and you want to go punch your friend or whatever, like, how are you going to sit in my class for 45 minutes and learn anything? Right. Or all you're doing is trying not to cry or whatever. Or yeah, Yeah. whatever the situation is, you know, it's like, come and let's have a conversation about this. And it's okay. I think so many kids don't understand like that it is okay to feel those feelings, but then what's the appropriate way to deal with them? So maybe we need to go get your friend out of their class and, Like, it's just better to stop the day sometimes and let these two kids have the conversation, Mm -hmm. coach them through it, walk them through how to speak to each other, how to come to a conclusion, how to apologize to each other, how to solve the problem. So maybe that takes five minutes out of the class. But But then they can come back. They can come back and they can learn. And you're teaching them 
as well. Okay, the next time something like this happens, maybe I don't have to let it blow out of proportion. Like we can have a conversation and we can solve our problem. We don't need to get the teacher involved or whatever. But as parents, the more we can model that and help them, they're hearing it at school from their teachers and they're also hearing it at home from you. And they're getting these lessons on how to manage their feelings and be free to, I think so many kids are told or they think like, I can't get mad. It's not that you can't get mad so much, but maybe it's like more of the way you handle that anger. So teaching them like, feel that feeling. You can be mad all you want, but we don't want you to destroy the classroom. Like you can't come in here and punch somebody. You can't come here and flip over the desks or rip the papers off the wall, that kind of stuff. You can be mad, but like how, here are some tools and how to handle that anger. Mm -hmm. You can be super excited and happy, but you're not going to go crazy jumping on the furniture and stuff like that. Like a, a calm way to be feeling all those emotions. I think that's really a perfect way to describe it. That's a very tangible example of what you were just giving. When our kids are seeing us, not only that we're talking through it, but that we're feeling things and they're seeing our actions, like how we actually act based on our emotions, we are definitely setting them up for success in terms of dealing with their own emotions, as long as we're healthy about it, Mm -hmm. right? If we get sad and every time we get sad, we go eat a whole (laughs) bag of Hershey's chocolate that's probably not the best way to model your sadness. <laughs> um, but if you're sad and you can shed a few tears, that's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And that's a great way to teach empathy too. Mm-hmm. And like that connection, like, oh, when people we love are crying, we go and we put our arm around them and we say, hey, what's going on? Like, that's another whole teachable moment right there. So just kind of an awareness, I, I think. Remember, I remember my kids, probably the first time they ever really saw me break down in tears, like not my like little misty eyed because I just saw the pet commercial or whatever, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> the sad dogs in the cage. Those, yeah, those Sarah McLaughlin in the um But so my neighbors growing up, they lived on the corner, my best friend growing up. And when her mom died, she called me and told me that her mom died. I felt like I got punched in the gut. Like I wasn't expecting it. It was just like, she was like a second mom to me. And I answered the phone because I saw it was her. And I was like, hey, how's it going? Well, I was not expecting that news. Right. Just completely not expecting that news. And I just burst into tears. We were sitting there in the kitchen. And my whole, all three of them, like even Al was like, what in the world? You know, like you were just like laughing a second ago. You answer the phone and you're like crying. <laughs> and I got off the phone and I mean, it was a teachable moment. Like that, I think it kind of freaked the kids out because they'd mm-hmm. never seen me just burst into tears like that, like emotionally. And they were like, what, mommy's crying, something bad happened, right? right? So, I mean, I told them, I'm like, yes, something bad did happen, you know? And I explained the whole thing to them and they were so sweet. Like they were hugging me and it was like, they knew all the empathy and how to, how to show that and it'll be okay, mommy. And it was sweet how they took care of me, Mm -hmm. you know? But I think sometimes as parents, we want to shield our kids from that. And I think if they hadn't been in the room, I probably would have like gone and cried without them seeing. And I don't know that they would have learned, like, it's okay. Somebody that you're close to dies, you you can cry. Right. It's sad, but you're going to be okay. I'll be fine. But yeah, I'm going to be sad for a little while. Right. They can be part of that process Mm -hmm. of helping you to get through this. Sometimes these moments happen and they just happen that way for a reason. Like you said, if it would have gone down differently, you would have gone and cried by yourself. And so many of these teachable moments would have passed. And that's a, a huge point that we want to make here today. As life is happening, Like life is real. 
you're living your authentic life, you're living your authentic self, you're living out your family priorities. And our kids need to see real life. Yeah. They need to see us be sad sometimes. They mm-hmm. need to see us be joyful sometimes. A lot of times. Hopefully yeah. the Hopefully joy like joy far. A lot of times. Yeah. yeah. Um, they need to see us be mad. Mm-hmm. They need to see us deal with problems. And ha- how to handle that anger. Yeah. You know, like we talked about it, the, we were talking about that restaurant a few weeks ago in the right. podcast and how, like, I was really angry on the inside. Like, I've been sitting there for an hour and a half and haven't had my food, but I didn't go and scream at anybody. Right. You know, I had a polite conversation with the manager saying, you know, it's been an hour and a half. What are we going to do about this? Like, how can we solve this problem? Because mm-hmm. I'm really hungry. Right. And I didn't yell. I didn't make a scene. But the kids knew, like they were worried because they knew I was mad. So I think they were really stressed that I was gonna scream at somebody. And I was like, you guys should know me better than that right. by now. I've been modeling for you your whole life, like how to talk to people and how to be respectful and all that stuff. Like, I'm not going to go and lose it. On Turn somebody. into the sushi monster. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. So our takeaway today is that emotions are healthy. It feels good to feel. And as parents, we have a unique opportunity to model for our kids healthy ways to process emotions. And our action item for today is that over the next couple of days, take note of the emotions and feelings that come up in regular life and be open to them. Allow yourself to feel them. This will make you more aware and better able to help your children with processing their emotions. I really just think that awareness, like in our busy life, that awareness is so crucial to being able to truly in a healthy way, process these emotions for ourselves and model how to process them for our kids. All right. We hope you have a great rest of your day. Please um, share this podcast with friends and family. Please leave us reviews on whichever platform that you use to listen to podcasts. We would absolutely love your feedback and appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you for being a part of our show today. If you enjoyed what you heard and would like to learn more about setting yourself up to thrive in your hive, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Also, check out our website at thriveinthehive.life. We can also be found on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We can't wait to talk with you again soon. Hi, listeners. Just a quick note that the views expressed in this podcast are solely the personal views of Brianna and Suzanne. They are not the viewpoints of any of the institutions that we may be affiliated with.